Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents... This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. Another horrible, deadly school shooting in our nation as a transgender individual blasts her way through an elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee. 28-year-old Audrey Hale killed three nine-year-old students and three adult staffers at the Christian Covenant School in an attack that has shaken our country. So how do we keep our most precious resource, our children, safe? Joining us now to talk about all of this is Angel Masonette, a retired NYPD detective. Angel, first off, it is heartbreaking, gut-wrenching when we saw what happened at this school. What were your first thoughts when you heard this horrible news? Oh, first and foremost, right, uh, it's just, it's horrible for the family, to the victims, those poor babies. I mean, nine years old, I can't even imagine the pain that their families are going through. It's just horrible, horrific, horrific thing that happened. I mean, you don't wish that on anyone, let alone, you know, some children that are going to school that, that should be safe, that should be protected. But unfortunately, here we are. What kind of, I use the phrase monster, because I can't think of anything more horrible than somebody who comes in and opens fire on a school with, you know, it's an elementary school. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we will never be able to make sense of it because it's not how we're built. That's not how we think. I used used to tell my son is, he's 20 now, but when he was younger and these things would happen, he would ask me, you know, the same kind of question, you know, what type of person would do this to other people, let alone children? And it's just, there's no way to rationalize it. There's no way to make sense of it. There's no way to wrap your head around it. I mean, it's pure evil. It's a horrible, horrible act. And it's something that you could literally drive yourself insane trying to rationalize because you won't be able to. What do we need to do to protect our kids, to protect them, especially when they go to school? Well, I think we need to stop with the, you know, the laws are going to fix this. Laws are not, listen, guns have been around for many, many years. Violence has been around since the beginning of time. Laws are not going to change this. When people want to do damage, when people want to inflict pain and harm on other people, innocent people, especially in soft targets like schools in America, they're going to do it, whether it be by gun, whether it be by car, whether it be by knife, explosives, whatever the case may be, right? So, Laws are not going to change. What we need to do is we need to make our schools hard targets. And by that, I mean, I believe it should be a layered approach, right? We should have an external perimeter, an inner perimeter, and then the actual schools. So I think that it should be a layered approach. I think that we should have a team, not only one, but two armed, federally funded SROs or offices assigned to the school that are either veterans or retired law enforcement who are armed and trained and fully vetted. And there should be two of them in every school, everywhere across the country. Teachers. I don't think that, I'm not a proponent of that. I don't think that, um, I think teachers have enough to deal with. I think that 
it might end up, listen, there are certainly teachers out there who are probably hunters and are in states that are allowed open carry. They probably, you know, are good with a firearm. But I just think that maybe presented as an option to those who want to be, but I don't think it should be mandated. And I also think that, again, it has to be an extensive sort of vetting process for them as well to make sure that they're trained up right, things of that nature, because you don't want crossfire situations. You don't want accidental discharges. You don't want kids, you know, I mean, we've seen videos in the past of these kids attacking teachers. You know, some of these kids are 15, 16 years old and they're, you know, six foot three and 300 pounds. They could disarm a teacher and then it'll create an active shooter situation in the school. So I'm not a big proponent of teachers being armed. What kind of preparation are most schools doing to prepare for something unimaginable like this? Well, I don't think there's much preparation, right? Because you have the left, you know, they scream that they don't want more guns in school, that school, that more guns in schools aren't the answer, or more guns in America aren't the answer. And then, you know, people get kind of afraid. And, you know, the subject comes up, obviously, when these tragedies occur, when these horrible incidents occur. But, you know, they get reactionary, right? The thinking is it's more reactive than proactive, right? So they react to it and they say, okay, well, now we're going to put SROs in the school for the next however long. And then things get quiet, so to speak, right? And they stop and they go back to business as usual. Unfortunately, the right approach, right? We have to be more proactive in protecting our most precious assets, which are our babies, our children. You know, the schools have to do better. It has to be something, like I said, it should be federally funded. It should be paid by the feds. They should be trained by the feds. They should be vetted by the feds. There are plenty of veterans out there who come home from serving our country and there's no money for them. There's no jobs for them. You know, we're too busy giving billions of dollars to foreign countries to fund wars um, overseas, but we have homeless veterans. We have veterans that don't have jobs. There are retired law enforcement officers across this country who retire in their 40s who could still, you know, handle a weapon and be an asset to a school for another 20 years after that as a second career. So a lot of it has to be looked at and it has to be looked at seriously. It has to be looked at methodically. People need to take this option as something that really needs, you know, thought about in a serious way. And it should be a nonpartisan issue. Everybody should get together on this because listen, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Everybody wants their kids to be safe and everybody deserves to have their kids safe, especially at school. What kind of deterrent would that also do? Because even in this case, there are reports that this individual, Audrey Hale, apparently was thinking about another location at one point, too, but that security was a lot tougher at that one. So clearly they went to, you know, in this case, the person went to another school that looked like a more easy target, a softer target, if you will. Don't you think even just the presence of, you know, knowing that there's an armed guard, somebody there or having a a police car outside, that alone could just serve to prevent something like this? Yes, absolutely. In police work, law enforcement, and in protecting assets anywhere, right? Omnipresence and a hard target is key. In this case, this individual was, uh, I believe, going to target two other schools, but ended up passing them, as you said, because they had security in place. You know, it's definitely a deterrent. Listen, weakness invites conflict. When you have your guard down, I mean, listen, we had our guard down like never before on September 11th, and look at what ended up happening. We had, you know, the most horrible day, arguably, in American history. When you don't take the steps that you need to take to prevent this stuff from happening, people are going to exploit your weaknesses, and it's going to happen. You have that omnipresent. You have an appearance of people who are trained 
who look like they know what they're doing, who actually do know what they're doing. And when they're in place, people think twice about, you know, doing these horrible things. What was your reaction to President Biden, who like soon afterwards said, you know what, let's go for an assault weapons ban. And then in the same breath said, we don't want our schools to look like prisons. In other words, sounded like he's not for hardening schools and bringing in officers and things like that we're talking about. But everything is assault weapons ban, assault weapons ban. So you don't want your schools to look like prisons, but it's okay for them to look like morgues or killing fields. I mean, you know, you got to listen. Is it ideal to have your kids, you know, behind, you know, barbed wire or whatever? I mean, is it ideal? You know, maybe not. But I mean, the other alternative, what's the alternative? You know, the alternative is that these things keep happening. So they have to stop with this worrying about the visual effect of it, so to speak, and say, hey, you know, this is what's actually going to stop it. I mean, listen, all politicians are protected by men and women with guns, our money in banks are protected by a lot of level of security. Well, I mean, lately something just happened recently in the news, but that was, you know, for corporation. But our money is largely insured and protected right behind layers of security in banks. Celebrities, these especially these woke celebrities who preach, you know, who will go on social media and back up what President Biden said and say, hey, we need to get rid of guns in this country. We need to get rid of guns in this country. They're protected by men and women with guns. So the only way... We are going to protect our children from people with guns is by protecting them with people with guns. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. So what do you say to Democrats who seem to, again, be sort of all in about just assault weapons ban? And even if you look at some of the history on assault weapons ban, it didn't have that much of an impact when there wasn't one in place, when we saw one in place a number of years ago. Right. Well, listen, they only scream about this stuff when it behooves them, right, or if it's their narrative. Because in every ghetto across this country, every weekend, there's a mass shooting in this country. And gangbangers in Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, L.A., New York, I mean, you name it, they use these semi-automatic weapons, these weapons of war, quote-unquote, that people like to call it. And there's no outrage from the left. They don't get on their soapboxes and tell them to stop killing each other and tell them to value each other's lives. They only talk about these, quote-unquote, assault weapons when it behooves them, when it fits their narrative and they want to push this, you know, anti-gun stuff. I'm no gun nut, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't mean to say that gun nut in a derogatory way, but, you know, I do believe that banning guns or assault weapons, quote unquote, is not the answer. Because, listen, these are the same people that it's just like a sea of contradictions with them. Right. They will say that anyone under the age of 21 should not have should not be able to access a firearm. Yet they will advocate for children under the age of 10 or under the age of 15 or under the age of 18 or 21 to be able to, you know, mutilate themselves because they're confused about their gender or who they love or who they don't love. So, I mean, you know, again, it's hypocrisy. On one hand, they're saying you're not old enough or responsible enough to have a weapon. But on the other hand, they're saying you're old enough or responsible enough to basically mutilate yourself. What role do parents have in all this? And I look at in this particular case, Angel, where Audrey Hale bought all these guns and the parents knew 
that apparently she had at least one gun. They asked her to sell the gun. They thought it was sold. Apparently she was hiding them in the house where she was living with the parents. And she was also seeing a doctor for mental illness, for a mental disorder. Do parents need to absolutely do more and speak up? I think not only parents, right, because she was already an adult, but not only parents, but family members and friends, right? Everybody has an obligation to say something. You know, there was a big campaign after September 11th, see something, say something. I mean, there's no truer statement. You have to, if you see something, you have to say something. You should let these medical professionals know that these people are looking to buy firearms. You should let these medical professionals know. I'm all, listen, if you are being treated for mental illness, you should not be able to purchase a firearm. I don't think that that should be an issue for anyone, regardless, you know, what side of the aisle you fall on. But yeah, I mean, people should have a, you know, first of all, you have a moral obligation to say something. You know, the problem is also, especially with teenagers, for some reason, this generation of parents, and I'm certainly not speaking for all of them, they're afraid to check their kids' social media. They're afraid to invade, quote unquote, invade their privacy, invade the privacy of a 13, 14, or 15-year-old child. As far as I'm concerned, there's no, there's no, Right to privacy when you're living in my house under my roof and eating my food that I pay for and using the electricity that I pay for. I could go on and on and on. You know, check on your kids, check their social media, give them time limitations. I mean, we could go on and on about this, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, this participation trophy generation are now growing up and they're becoming parents and they're just allowing their kids, they're giving their kids the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, and they just don't have enough, you know, they, they don't think it's important enough to invade their kids' privacy, quote unquote to check on them and make sure that they're not doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. How often are there red flags in cases like this? I mean, it seems like always, as someone who's covered so many of these, Angel, there always seems to be, well, that person had this issue or was seeing this doctor for this or was suicidal. I mean, there were a whole bunch of often a huge trail sometimes. In this case, we don't know of any criminal record, but we do know of at least some form of mental illness. And it seems to be a common thread. Yes, it definitely is. People typically do not just snap and do these things. You know, a vast majority of the time, they show signs. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it definitely, they show themselves as red flags. Something has to give in that regard, right? If the red flags pop up, it has to be shared quicker. There has to be some sort of, you know, cleaning of the database, so to speak, or maybe, you know, getting things out there quicker, the information highway to say, hey, listen, this person in all 50 states, This person cannot buy a firewall. This person is getting treated. This is happening. You know, it definitely, something has to be done as far as that's concerned. I mean, you know, another problem is that we normalize everything now in society, right? If you see something that appears abnormal to you and you go to the police and you say, well, this person is acting strange or this person doesn't seem like they're right in the head, so to speak, right? Or you might go to a school administrator. Now they're saying to you, well, you know, insert derogatory term. You're transphobic, you're homophobic, you're misogynistic, you're, you know, you're racist, you're prejudiced, you're this, you're that, you're this. So people are now are becoming almost a victim of all this wokeness because they're afraid to speak up because society is normalizing every single little thing. So what's strange? What's strange? What's out of the ordinary? What's a visual red flag for somebody to be able to go and say, hey, you know, this person looks out of place. This person doesn't look right. Yeah. And and you know what? They need to speak up, just like you said, regardless of whatever their situation or their sexual proclivity, all of that stuff should be off the table. It should be, you know, the safety of the community. In this case, too, by the way, in Audrey Hale's case, she actually messaged it was a friend 
And it looks like, from all accounts, maybe it happened just a few minutes, actually, before the shooting, so the friend didn't have very much notice, said, I'm going to die today. I'm planning to die today. This is not a joke. You'll probably hear about it on the news after I die. The friend then at least called 911, apparently called police, was on hold for a while, and then by the time they got through, the shooting, I think, had already been underway And of course, the friend didn't know that there was going to be, you know, a shooting at a school or any of that, just thought this was clearly a troubled person. But I have to believe that this person, there were probably a lot of other warning signs. It's not like they suddenly snapped and just said that. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Again, people typically don't just snap when they do something like this. And look, nobody's advocating for anybody to take their own life. Right. But listen, if you're going to do it, and I believe she also claimed in the text messages, well, this is not I'm not doing this for attention. I mean this. Well, when you walk into a school and you do this, you know, to innocent people, six innocent people, three of them being children, I think it was definitely for attention, one of those motives. I mean, listen, it's all conjecture at this point, right? Because we don't know the manifesto. We ha- it hasn't been released for whatever reason, and they're going through it. I mean, at this point, it should have been released, I think, in my opinion. I mean, I'm no proponent of rushing these things after they happen or during an investigation, but a manifesto is a manifesto. I mean, I can't imagine that it's 5,000 pages. So, you know, go through the manifesto, find the motive. But I mean, to say that it wasn't for attention and then you go out and you kill these innocent people, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't at all. And before I let you go, Angel, I want to talk about the incredible heroism of the police officers there in Nashville. And it was this like five man team that went into the school. They're being shot at because apparently she was taking pot shots at the police cars from, I think, the second floor. Then they're hearing the, you know, the bullets flying upstairs and they charge these two young cops who apparently were some of them had only been on the job a few, you know, a few years, went up and charged and took out the shooter and went towards a hail of bullets. Talk about just the guts of that. And I think it just reminds us all how lucky we are to have heroic police officers. And thank goodness they got there. Literally, I think it was within 14 minutes. Yes, absolutely. They got there in 14 minutes, and I think they mitigated the threat in two minutes of them getting on the location. So, listen, it was textbook response, right? Textbook response, textbook active shooter training. Go to your trunk, get your long gun, get into the school, stack up, do your thing, clear it nice and methodically, you know, do your grid search. And they did it. I mean, it was spot on. This should be training. This should be a training video for SWAT teams and for, you know, active shooter response from here until the end of times, because it was textbook done by the book. These guys and gals are heroes. I mean, listen, this is what police do, right? This is what police do day in and day out. Every day in America, they do this stuff. Obviously not to this magnitude where you're responding to an active shooter to a school, you know, thank God, but this is what police officers do. And listen, all the defund the police people, The more money you take from police, right, the less amount of training they're going to have to respond like this the way they did as heroes. Yeah. And I think just watching that video, the body cam footage, it is just breathtaking to see. And it just reminds us every time, you know, I love our law enforcement. I always thank them whenever I see them. But I hope every single person, you know, shakes those men and hails them till the end of time because, boy, they are the epitome. And I think they're just incredible role models for everybody and for young kids out there, Angel, too. Yes. Amen. Amen to that. Absolutely. Well, everybody, be sure to subscribe and share to this powerful podcast. Angel Masonette, we so appreciate you being here. Thanks for all you do to keep our kids safe and also our country safe. Thank you. My pleasure.
And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.